Hey there, friends, and welcome to episode number 86 of the Creative Shop Talk podcast. I'm your host, Wendy Batten. And guess what, my friends? This is our last episode for season number two. I can't believe we have done 86 podcasts and that you've been listening. We've had thousands and thousands of downloads, and I'm so grateful and so surprised. <laughs> that, I, that sounds kind of corny and dorky and maybe vulnerable, but I want to thank you for listening. I appreciate that you're listening. I appreciate the feedback and the reviews that you're leaving and the comments and emails that I'm getting in. It just lights me up. I read every single one and it's helping us shape what's happening in season number three. And we've already started doing some recording for season number three. We have amazing guests coming and I'm just over the moon happy that you're getting information from the podcast. That was my whole mission was to be able to help retailers with the strategies and the stories and, you know, get inspiration and hopefully help you level up and feel good and confident about your business because it's not easy, right? It's not easy running a business. So today on the last podcast of the season, to be honest, I have held off recording this because I wanted to share a little bit of my story, a little bit of vulnerability here. And I'm a little, I'm actually like kind of sweaty as I'm recording this right now, because I want to share about how I was headed to burnout, the wall that I almost hit, and how I see this a lot with a lot of retailers that I work with. I see that sort of the same patterns happening and, you know, we kind of work through the same things. And I've realized my biggest aha moment was that I was in control of what was happening to my business and that, you know, it, it is in our control to do that. So I want to share with you today five mistakes. I'm going to say mistakes, but they weren't really, I just didn't know better. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I call them five I didn't know better moments of, you know, running a retail business and running my shop and things that I see a lot. I'm going to share those with you today and share a little bit of my story. And um, I'm going to give you ideas of how you can fast track past these mistakes and give you some ideas on you know, maybe how you can move forward and try to avoid these mistakes. I know this is busy, crazy time. I appreciate your time right now and listening to me. And I know that you want more for your business. I know you want different or change or level up, whatever it is that when you're listening, like different, just something different, maybe, and just want to do a little bit better. And that's what I want to help you with today. So as you're taking hopefully a little mini coffee break or driving to pick up more supplies or whatever it is you're doing right now, buckle up, let's take a minute, take a breath, and we're going to jump right in to today's podcast. Running a retail business doesn't have to be so hard. Welcome to the Creative Shop Talk podcast, the go-to podcast for creative shop owners, studio owners, and independent retailers. I'm your host, Wendy Batten, retail business coach and mentor. Each week, I'll share simple proven business strategies, inspiring stories from fellow retailers and advice from industry experts. Together, we're going to work to find the success you want from your retail business with more profits in your till and a little more joy in your life. I want to tell you my story. <laughs> Sounds so dorky, I guess. But I, a lot of things that I was doing when I was running from Porch Mercantile and I was growing my business. And again, a lot of these things are what I see happening to other retailers. And I 
was loving my business. I have shared this story many times on the podcast about how, you know, I was in the busy, I was in the day to day, but truthfully, my friends, I was a hot mess. I was like a successful hot mess. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense, but I felt like things were awesome and they, they were a bit of a hot mess at the same time as well too. Like we, I was successful in spite of myself. And I hear that sometimes from people. Um, three years into Front Porch Mercantile, I was headed to a burnout. I'm going to share some of those, uh, the things that were happening and how, you know, how and how and why we need to overcome them. But that burnout, there was a catalyst to when I had to make a change and I had to make a decision, right? I had to decide, um, you know, am I going to continue towards this wall of burnout or not? So things were awesome, to be honest. You know, I, lots of things, I was doing lots of things right in my business. A lot of things. I had an amazing community of customers. I had great staff at the time. I had a couple people working for me. Um, you know, the, the cash was flowing in, to be honest, but we all know cash hides problems. But anyway, that's later in the story. But we were, you know, things were really, really good. And I was doing a lot of things right. My workshops were full. My products were flying off the shelves. There was so many things were happening. Um, you know, and revenue was great, right? But I was juggling all the balls. I was doing all the things. Um, I knew, and here, and here's part of the catalyst. The worst thing that was happening, besides the fact that I was just really, really tired, and maybe you are like that too, one of the worst things I think that was eating me up was that I knew that there was more potential for my business. And it took me a while to think about like what was really eating me. And I knew there was more potential. And I knew that, you know, in hindsight, now I'm going to say, I, I knew there was more potential. And I, in hindsight, I know I, I knew I was failing at that potential. So what was I missing? Like, what was I not doing right? Like, how come, you know, I knew there was more, I knew I shouldn't be this tired. I knew I should be, I should be, I should be. We did a whole podcast on shooting on ourselves, but I, I felt that way. I felt like I, there's, there's more, right? So my catalyst was when my daughter, Laura, told me she was moving to New Zealand. I mean, it, we kind of knew it was happening and she was 19 years old, my friends and I, and my, and like, we we're really close. And, I, you know, if you heard back into my early, early days uh, of podcasting, my, some of my first podcasts, I talk a little bit about this, but when she told me she was moving to New Zealand and I live in Canada and I live on the East coast of Canada. So it's a long ways from New Zealand and hey, shout out, by the way, to all my New Zealand listeners. We are high ranked in New Zealand. But anyhow, thank you. I I was really, really, um, I couldn't step off the treadmill. I couldn't close my shop. I had three weeks until she was moving to New Zealand. She'd gotten a job. She was moving. And I just, that was a catalyst. There was lots of other things, but that was, you know, that was the match, the, the lit, the, you know, the ignition, the catalyst that made me realize I needed to make a change. I needed things to stop being so hard. Um, I needed to be able to step away from my business. I needed to put a bunch of things in place, but I didn't know how. And so her leaving, I tried to the best that I could when for the three weeks to spend time with her before she left and help her prepare and get ready to go. And when she left, I was a puddle on the ground. I was literally a puddle on the ground. I couldn't, I was not dealing well with it. I'm going to cry thinking about this. I, I always get choked up talking about this, but you know, I really, it was, 
it was a bad moment in time for me. And I tried to stay open. I was like, open the shop and, you know, try to go in. And you know what? I couldn't. So I just put on my Facebook page, you know, I'm closed. I'm just not opening. And my customers were so amazing. Again, building that great community around me and they were amazing and that was fine and it worked out. And, but that was change day. I'm telling you, that's when I made all of the changes and I started really working towards finding help because it was too hard the way I was doing it. I was going to hit that wall and, you know, I'm smart and I know better and I know I need to do better. I'm not, you know, <laughs> we don't build businesses. You are not where you are, my friend, if you are running your business and have opened your business. And again, um, you know, I've talked about dreaming and different success at different stages. You know, we just talked about that in a couple of podcast episodes ago. So, you know, you get the shop open and, you know, you dream of the shop, you get the shop open, you dream of having a community and customers and staff and whatever, and all of these different levels of success. And I was doing it. It was all awesome. But... There comes a time where you know you need to refine, you know, you need to make changes. And if not, you're going to hit that wall. So my wall was when my Laura <laughs> left. I just couldn't figure out how to step off that treadmill and do that. So the lessons I learned, um, you know, and again, cash was flowing in and I, you know, all of these things. And I knew there was more to this. So I decided to choose my hard <laughs> And that is something that has always been in my head, you know, uh, choose your heart. And I just recently heard that um, again, my friend Shauna Parker said that the other day on her podcast, The Creative Exponent. If you've listened to that, my friends Marion and Shauna um, have a beautiful podcast over there, The Creative Exponent. And I heard I heard Shauna say that again, and I kind of had forgotten about that concept of choosing your heart. And this was exactly what I had to do. It's hard stepping out of your comfort zone, right? And it's choosing your hard means I can keep doing it the hard way, or I can get uncomfortable and do hard things. I can do hard things. I mean, I already know I can do hard things. <laughs> we all know we can. And take action to make things easier towards the way that I wanted things to be. And again, you know, I was feeling kind of hot mess and all in behind me. And there's always different levels of, you know, we're always going to have things not perfect. But I knew that that potential for my business and the business I was growing was there. And I had to make a choice on how I wanted my life to look, my lifestyle to look, and how I wanted my business to look and be like, how did I want it to be, right? What did I want from my business? So I had to make a choice. I had to choose my heart. And my heart was stepping outside of my comfort zone, finding piecemealing coaches together and, you know, just learning the skills and all of the things. So I'm going to go through some of the things that I see over and over again and the things that sort of I did as well and I know that will help you and the things I see over and over again. And the first one is, and this, these were the hard things that I did. <laughs> these are the hard things that I stepped past and I help retailers do now. And it's such a joy watching people step past these and fast track past these. So I hope they'll help you. But the first part of it for me was um, that superwoman syndrome talk about, you know, we all talk about that. And, and it was, you know, my baby, those are the two mistakes. I or Those are two big mistakes. Thinking of your business like a baby, right? Was I creating a job 
for myself or was I building a business? And for a long time when we're bootstrapping and we're building our business, that's fine. We're just in the job of it. But really, I wanted to build a business. That was the potential that I was telling you about. That was the potential I could see in that beautiful business that I was building. I knew it was possible, but I was in as a job. I was like, it was my job. And I was thinking of it like my baby. So again, you know, I'm a doer. And many of you know, I, you know, and you are too. I bet if you're listening, you know, I'm a, you're a doer too. And you're probably used to figuring it out. And that's what we kind of have to do at the beginning, right? We have to figure it out ourselves. And, you know, but no successful business ever. And I double dog dare you to email me and reach out and tell me if you've ever seen this happen. There are no successful businesses that have been built by a solopreneur. That's just not possible. You can be a self, you know, a self-employed person. You can be, you can be the, the, the CEO is what we need to be. It is not our baby. We need a team around us, whether that's uh, other people supporting you, whether that's people you hire, all of those things. And again, we have other podcasts we've talked about, you know, getting people around you, but not thinking of it as your baby, just thinking of it of as the business that you're building is a mind shift magical moment. And that was something I had to do. I had to realize that this is a business and I am the CEO of it. Do I love it? Yes. Am I passionate about it? Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, you know, this, are, this is all of me in this business, but you know what? It is a business. I need to be the CEO. I need to step out of that superwoman hero and I need to think like a CEO and I need to make decisions based, CEO based decisions so that I can get this potential out of this business. So decisions had to be CEO based, head based first. And we'll talk about that in a minute. But really, really successful businesses are not run by a solopreneur. Like there's just nobody... There's a, that just doesn't happen. We can be the queen bee and the CEO, but we can't be thinking of our business like we're the only ones that can do all the things and we have to do all the things and we can figure it out because we're tough and all of those things that we do. That was one of my very first mistakes. And again, if you're in any of my programs, if you're an inner circle member, if you've taken my course, Retail Made Simple, the very first module is all about this and how to think of yourself as the CEO because it is crucial and it is important and it is a massive mind shift. So our second part, and, and kudos to you, by the way, I know many of you, I get lots of comments and I get many of you like, ah, I think like a CEO and I do make CEO decisions and I'm like high five in you and <laughs> that's awesome. But not all of us were doing that. I did not do that at the beginning. I realized when I look back that that was where my problem was probably one of my big problems. The second one, the second hurdle, the second thing that I was doing regularly that was um, standing in my way of the potential of my business and what I really wanted was winging it. And oh man, you know, we bootstrap, as I mentioned earlier, you know, we bootstrap, but I felt very strongly and truthfully still do that our intuition and our drive and our passion is all really awesome and a really important part of our growing our business, going with the flow and, you know, you know, just doing what feels good about, you know, our business, all of these things. Awesome. They're great. They're kind of really great when you're starting, if you're not really sure what direction you're going in. And it's still part of a very important part of my business model now. And even my business model, you know, of course, as at Front Porch Mercantile, 
But I was not planning. <laughs> I was not, you know, I was not acknowledging the skills gaps that I had. I was not acknowledging, I was not looking forward to things. I mean, I was not understanding that I needed business education to move things to the next level, to see that potential in my business because it was too hard <laughs> that, you know, choose your heart. I was winging it and that winging it is great for so for some things, but that's why I was in this constant tired mode, I guess, tired. And, you know, just in that same space, I wasn't moving forward. I wasn't really um, expanding on the, again, the potential of my business. And that's why when Laura left, I couldn't step off the, 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 the treadmill. I couldn't step away from the shop. I couldn't close down. I, you know, it was either, you know, I couldn't let anybody else run it because of all these things, but, you know, I was not, I didn't have systems in place. I didn't have, um, any of these things, I didn't have my numbers, I didn't know. And so in my case, my big skills gaps, and, I, and I've shared this a million times, but I, in my case, my skills gaps were understanding my retail numbers, was not good at planning, and I wasn't good at systems. I want to say those were my three big skills gaps. And I didn't take ownership of those. I didn't realize that that was important. You know, I did realize again, but I didn't want to do the work to make that happen. I didn't know, I think in hindsight, well, I know in hindsight, I didn't know what action to take. I didn't know where to go. I didn't, I didn't know. So again, fast forward all these years later, this is why I created the Retailers Inner Circle and the Retail Made Simple four-week course, because I want you to have a place to go. I want you to know where you can go if you need help with those types of skills gaps, because I needed to level up. I needed to understand more. Again, we can only go so far to this level. And then it's like, oh, man, I don't want to do that, right? I don't want to go to that next level. But that's important, right? So understanding that we can only bootstrap so much. And, you know, we do need to go and understand the 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 pillars, I call them the, you know, the foundational pillars. It's actually an entire part of my retail made simple course. There's like, the pillars, the business pillars, and, you know, they include the financials, the products, the systems, the CEO stuff, you know, being a planner, understanding your people, and having full sales and marketing. Those are the pillars, in my opinion, of what we need to have in place and be good at. We have to continually, 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 <laughs> I can speak, my friends, we can continue, we have to continually grow those skills as a CEO, right? And even if we have other people doing them, and, you know, I, it, we, that's important, right? We don't have to always do everything ourselves. That's obviously what we just talked about in the first part. But we have to understand how to use the information that we might be getting from accountants or bookkeepers, or our POS system, or whatever we've invested in, we have to understand how to use that, um, the metrics and the numbers to move forward, which I guess brings us to, um, you know, understanding number, number three, I guess would be embracing and taking time to understand the metrics. That is a big one. That is one that many of us ignore. That's cash flow. That's understanding um, how our business is growing, our inventory, how much inventory we have. And again, I, I share this all the time, cash, cash hides problems. So when we're busy, you know, and there's cash flow coming in, 
everything's great until it's not, you know, not understanding where our money's going, not understanding debt. Um, another thing, a really big thing besides the financial side of the metrics is understanding the data. And I know your eyes are probably glazing over it. And if they are, and you, you're not 100% up on your data, this you should be, come back to me right now. Come on back. Because <laughs> this is the important part. Because here's what I see happening all the time. Remember at the beginning when I said that you are in control? You are in control of your success. You are in control of your success. You have to know your numbers though. And then you'll tell me, well, I don't like the numbers and I don't want to be a numbers person. And that's just not, I'm not strong in that, or I don't like that. Guess what? We have to be, (laughs) we have to be a numbers person. This is something I avoided for a long time. Remember where I said, choose your heart, choose your heart. You're either going to be buried in cash flow problems all the time, or you're going to look at your numbers. You're either going to always be chasing foot traffic, or you're going to start looking at your marketing numbers. You're, you know, you're going to be wondering about payroll, and you're going to be wondering about these, and you're going to be lying awake at night. And trust me, if you're not there yet, and you've been running a business, you know, maybe a short while, I'm telling you, this is inevitable (laughs) that we have cash flow problems. There's inevitable that you're going to wonder where your money's going. It's inevitable that you're going to be like, I just ordered all this inventory. Oh my gosh. (laughs) All these things are so, you know, they're so important for us to understand. Also, again, the control thing, looking even at our marketing data or where, you know, we can work. This is the whole key to working smarter, not harder. It's understanding what pedals to push. It's understanding, you know, and, you know, what levers to pull. It's understanding what those numbers mean. And it's not rocket science, but it's really scary jumping into that when you don't know how to do it. I didn't know how to do it and I couldn't find anybody to teach me. So for me, I hear a lot of times, I hear a lot of my clients say, you know, well, we're not busy. There's not a lot of foot traffic. Um, you know, they, they talk about the, the, you know, the bad weather or we're not doing well. We didn't have good sales today or we have too much inventory. Oh, it's the Facebook ad algorithms or it's the, um, I don't know, the algorithms. I hear that all the time. We're not busy because of the algorithms. That is a cop out. <laughs> You know, the algorithms aren't working. Well, let's try something else. We have to have systems in place. Um, You know, the, the pandemic, the weather, all of these things that we say are in control of our business is, you know, I call BS because those things do have an effect on our business, but they are not in control of our business. We are. So looking at your metrics, understanding your numbers, understanding you know, what you need to push the gas on and understanding that when we look at, you know, oh, we're over, you know, we have too much inventory and we're not ordering and, you know, we're, we have to understand how, or we don't have enough inventory to sell and all of these things, understanding all of these things, it's not complicated. You just need some help maybe to understand them. In the, I, I say layman's terms, but it's not layman's terms, it's retail terms, right? And again, these are all things that I do master classes on inside the inner circle. If these are things you need, jump in and join us. I'm, you know, and if it's or or go get help, ask your accountant, ask your bookkeeper, get the help. Again, heart, choose your heart, struggle with all of these things or get some help. That's, that's your, that's your choice. Again, it's in your, it's all in your control. And again, then you'll be ready for all of these other things that come at us, right? Because we can't grow what we don't measure. 
We can't grow what we don't measure. I say that all the time. My poor inner circle members and my mastermind, everybody hears this all the time in my programs because we have to be a numbers person. And I am not admittedly the last person to talk about numbers sometimes, but I want you to understand, and not now, I'm, I'm very versed in numbers and I'm very happy and proud of myself that, you know, and now I'm teaching it to you, you know, I'm teaching it to retailers, but because it was such a, a foreign thing and, it, you know, again, we're smart. We know how to do the, we know how to do hard things, but it's just like, we don't want to, right? we don't want to do that. So that's something that really, you know, that is a really big thing, understanding our metrics. So Moving on. I know your time is valuable today. So moving on, the next number four, the next thing that I had, you know, I want you to push past and I see a lot of, of mistakes and where I was really, really struggling was fishing in the same pond. So fishing in the same pond. So that is marketing the same way, like thinking word of mouth is a, is a form of marketing. It kind of is, but it's not really, you have to have strategy behind all the things you're doing in order to get the word of mouth. But thinking that social media was really the only way to market and thinking that, you know, if I just do more social media and again, when I say fishing in the same pond, it's because you're just advertising to the same people. And again, blaming the algorithms, we can't rely on the algorithms. There's a whole marketing strategy. There's a whole marketing ecosystem that has to go into play. It doesn't have to be overwhelming. It doesn't have to be complicated. We just have to be doing all like the right, the right things and not just social media. And again, that was my my fishing pond at the time. So, you know, that is wonderful and great. And my audience was growing, but I realized that there was other things I needed to do. There was more, you know, the gas, when I say push the gas, measuring where people were coming from. I didn't know how to do that. I didn't understand what that was, understanding my, you know, where where they were coming from. So I could do more of that. You know, people would say, you know, you know, I did, I just learned that you have to start asking people and having conversations and putting a marketing strategy in place. And again, it doesn't have to be rocket science. You just know that you need to have one. You just know, you just have to know that you need to have a marketing ecosystem in place. And again, it doesn't have to be, doesn't, I'm not telling you, you have to do 75 reels a day and all the things. Those are tactics. Those are, those are, those are tools that you use to market social media, all of the things that go with that. But the others, lots of other tools and other ways to market that we just don't think about or we don't put the energy into because we're so tired, right? <laughs> we're so tired. We're just in the day to day, right? We're just in today. We're like, we're just going to do another Facebook post. So I want to encourage you to really take time to put a marketing strategy in place. And again, you know, we have an entire, we call it foot traffic made simple uh, masterclass and program available if that's something that you need help with. And it's literally putting your own ecosystem, your own marketing ecosystem in place. It's really just do these five things, you know, five questions that you ask yourself how we're attracting, engaging, and how we're doing all of these. And that's where the word of mouth comes in. And then you add the tools, the, stra the, the tools, the Facebook or the social media or the networking or whatever, I, you know, whatever it is you decide that works for you but you do not want to continue fishing in the same pond. And that is a big mistake I see a lot of retailers doing. 
it works great for a long for for a while. Like it works great as you first start building, but it's not going to sustain you and it's not going to be that potential that you want in the end. You want to grow your numbers, you want to you want to grow your business, you want to grow your revenue. More importantly, do you want to grow your profits and your paycheck and you want to do it easily? You need to have a strategy in place for your marketing. And admittedly, I didn't have one either. I was just winging it. I <laughs> get back to the winging it. And, you know, uh, there's a lot of power into putting strategies in place. I mean, back to knowing your numbers and all of these things, right? So, okay, my last big mistake, my last big mistake that I hope that you will learn from me is I had my focus on the wrong things. And again, feeling quite vulnerable about this, but I found myself going down the path of um, maybe listening to like three customers would say something like, oh, you should, I don't know, you should have karaoke night. No, I didn't do karaoke night, just FYI, but something like that, you know, things like that would happen. And then I would go down the road and oh, the squirrel brain, creative brain in me would go down that road. So I would start kind of veering off my original path and my plan. And well, I didn't have a plan. So, you know, I was just growing organically. And I use that word a lot. I was just growing organically. I'm just taking my business where it goes. And, you know, and and it was awesome and great. And I was building this community. But then all of a sudden, you have this business. It's like, what the heck have I done? Why do we have karaoke night? Again, using karaoke night as an extreme. But, you know, that's what happens. And our squirrel brains and our awesome brains and our my personal people-pleasing brain and, you know, I was ordering product and I was bringing product in without even checking the margins for some things. I'm just being super honest here, friends. You know, I was not on top. I was just like, oh, that's a cool product. I'll bring that in. You know, not really looking at the numbers, not knowing my inventory levels, not really, you know, thinking through who, you know, what is my ICA? What's my ideal customer? And is this the right fit for my brand? And all of the things that we should be doing and that I should have been doing again, so that I could meet that potential of my business. And I found myself in this really crazy, um, busyness of keeping up with all these karaoke nights but again you know all of these things and I see that so much my friends I see it so much so I'm a big proponent now and I'm a big teacher of being a planner and again if you're not a planner I want you to remember you need to be a planner you've already planned out this business you have a business right if you want to see the potential in your business you need again this is where we put systems in place this is where we need to plan for what metrics we're going to measure we need to know where we're going. I mean, we need to look down the road and pick a point on the horizon and say, that's where we're headed. We don't want to just look at the front of the car. We don't want to just look right directly in front of us, which is where I lived. That's where I lived. I lived in like what's happening next week, what's happening. Maybe I'd look a couple of weeks ahead, but really I was living in that moment of messiness, right? So we really need to be looking down the road. And I love to look, you know, a year down the road and make rough plans for that and goals. And I love to look 90 days down the road for sure. I know what I'm doing for 90 days. My retailers know what they're doing for the next 90 days. Also, what did I want my business to look like? That is a big question. Like, what did I want my business to look like? We are getting ready to plan into 2022. There's a whole year ahead of us. 
There's a lot of things hopefully behind us. <laughs> this whole year is behind us. I don't know if any of you listened to Ted Lasso, but I want some of us to be like goldfish and forget all the things that have happened. And I want you to start with a clean sheet and think about, you know, uh, so in Ted Lasso, it's a show. If you don't know what I'm talking about. And they talk about being a goldfish and goldfish don't have a memory. They just, they forget everything in next minute. So be a goldfish and just, you know, sometimes we just need to be a goldfish and think about what we want versus what's already happening to us. So sort of like the line in the stand. And that's part of my wrong focus. And that's part of my, my advice to you about being on the wrong focus. It's what do you want looking forward? This is such a great time to think about that right now as we're going, you know, into this new year, and it's kind of, you know, shaking things up, and we're getting fresh and you know starting again and everybody's thinking about planning and again it's like driving that car and I use that analogy a lot here on the podcast where are you going in that car what is your destination this year at the end of the year where do you want to be so those are my five things I mean planning is really important I'm just going to end with that so just to go over them again the first one is um not, not being a superwoman like thinking about and or thinking about your product or your shop like a baby and you know being that CEO of your business and really taking ownership and thinking of it not as a job but as a business right you didn't build yourself a job you're building a business the second one is winging it and and just going with the flow and you know bootstrapping is what I like to say on that part is and really not knowing the skills that you need to level up and being honest about with it yourself. Like I'm, I was never honest with myself about the skills that I needed, you know, the foundational pillars that really you need to put in place. Then the third thing uh, was uh, not embracing our metrics and the data and looking at the data and understanding how to use that data, right? This is where the magic power is. When you know your data and you know your numbers and you're looking at them and paying attention to them is big magic there. And then fishing in the same pond, marketing not having a full marketing strategy in place was really a big deal it's really a big deal and um i don't think we think about that enough but marketing can be super sweet and nice and kind you don't don't think of it as salesy and sleazy think of marketing as all of the cool things that you do merchandising is marketing and all of those things so putting a marketing plan that aligns with you and your values in place and so you're not fishing in that same pond so that's that strategy and then last but not least is having the wrong focus and letting that creative squirrel just take right over and you know all of a sudden you find yourself down the path of whatever so I want to encourage you if you're listening still I know this is a long podcast today (laughs) anyway I know we all may like we all have such great potential in our business. So I want to encourage you to take this sort of busy season I know that you're in and take moments here and there to start jotting down like just just I literally like I shove sticky notes when a thought comes in my head I shove it on my calendar now as I'm getting ready to you know do my 2022 planning and I just want you to start thinking about and I want you to take time in your calendar and block it off so that you are becoming a planner and you are making choices and choosing your heart right so you know how we spend our days you know, and, and and do you want to stay in that? Do you want to hit that wall? If your kid came and said she was moving to New Zealand in three, three weeks, you know, do you have all the systems in place? You know, are you, 
Are you in control of your business? That's a question I like to ask people. Do you feel like you're in control of your business? Are you feeling like the CEO? Do you have clarity in where you're going and what you want and how you're going to get there? That is the, that is so key. And I want to really encourage you to do that. And again, choose your heart. You know, it's really hard to take the time. I'm too busy. I mean, make all the excuses in the world, but choose your heart. Do we want to just keep struggling and having another year of like, just not maybe reaching that potential that you know is there for you, you know, potential for you and the potential for your business, potential for your family and the lifestyle that you could have. Or, you know, are you just going to like, nope, I'm just going to keep doing things the way I am. I'm fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. Right. So I just, again, that's our choice. We can just do something or do nothing. So I want to encourage you if you are in the like fired up to do something and you're ready to become to step into that CEO role if you want to you know if you want help my inner circle we are doing and again this is an opportunity if this isn't the right time for you or you have other sources and other things that you can do I'm going to encourage you to do that but if you need help planning if you need help with the skills if you need help figuring this out my inner circle is open we have a special um, for the month of uh, December holiday special, <laughs> I guess that's what we're calling it because it's the month of December, but it's more importantly, it's because it's when we're planning. So in December, we do we have a planning masterclass that's um, active. We're not super jumping into a lot of lives and stuff in December because everybody's busy. But the first week of January, we are doing a live do it together, get her done um, planning session. So this is a great time to take the masterclass in December, at the end of December, when things start winding down for you, and then join us live in putting that plan together. And we were going to put a yearly goal plan together. And again, if this isn't your thing, that's fine too. Go find some other, you know, make just make the time to do this. I want you to do that. If you are interested in joining us inside the inner circle, our special promotion just for you listeners is called it just go to wendybatten.com and go into the inner circle you'll see a slash inner circle and use the coupon code shop talk shop talk will get you 50% off um, the first month if you can join us inside the inner circle if you need the help and if you don't and you just need <laughs> just need a kick in the butt consider this your kick in the butt <laughs> that's what you need but I you know I want to encourage you to come in and join us the other thing is if you are interested in really deep diving into your skills and the skill by skills I mean if you really need a deep dive into financials and you want to get that done you really want to deep dive into the CEO side of your business um or marketing, and if you want also planning, if you really need some deep dive into that, I also have Retail Made Simple will be opening up in January, and that is my four-week deep dive course. So you can find that all on my website as well at wendybatten.com, and in the show notes, we'll have that for you as well too. But again, just consider all of the things that you need to do for yourself, for your business, for the potential. I mean, I don't want you to hit a wall. I share that a lot. I just don't want you to hit a wall. I want you to learn from me, fast track from me, take all my decades and reduce them into days and just, you know, or hours listening to this, you know, podcast hopefully helps you. But again, I want you to choose your heart. We can go one way, you know, just keep struggling. And that's fine if that's okay with you. Or we can step out of our comfort zone and do hard things because I know you can. 
We all know we can, right? We do hard things all the time and just end, you know, just um, end the year um, feeling like we've made the choice to just have a better 2022 and see more potential in your business. So thank you, my friends, for listening. We are not having a podcast over the month of December. This is the end of our season two. Our next podcast will be at the end of December. I think the 27th, the week of the 27th. So we are taking a little holiday break. I'm going to give my team a break and I'm taking a bit of a break. And I know that you need a break from (laughs) probably listening to podcasts because you're going to be so busy over the next few weeks. I'm wishing you such a merry holiday. I'm wishing you great sales. More importantly, I want you to make sure that you are blocking. Oh, I'm going to cry now. I really want to encourage you to take time to make sure that you are doing things that are important to you this holiday season, whether that's baking cookies or visiting Santa, like there's nothing that should step in that way, right? Leave your staff, don't unpack the boxes, whatever, just do the things you need to do that fill your soul over this holiday, whether it's, you know, a church service or whatever you need. Do not let your business continue to be in the way of all of those important big rocks, as we call them in the inner circle. Those are really important. And I really want to encourage you to make sure over the next few weeks that you're taking time to do those things that are important to you and to do those things that you that light you up because this is why you're running a business. So I want you to take time so you don't hit those walls. And please reach out. Uh, let me know if there's any way that we can support you. Thank you for listening this season. Have an amazing, amazing, amazing end of Q4. Have an incredible holiday. I'm sending you big love, and this I hope you can feel it through the through the through the microphone. I'm sending you big love for a wonderful holiday, and uh, thank you again for listening and letting me help you grow your business and sharing those stories with me too. I love hearing those as well too. So happy holidays, my friends! Thank you for listening. We'll see you at the end of December. Well, that's it for this week's episode of the Creative Shop Talk podcast. I'm so glad that you're here to join us this week, and I hope you found value in what we're sharing here. I want to remind you that our website has all of the show notes. You can find it at wendybatten.com slash podcast. Everything that you need to hear about today's podcast is there. Also an opportunity if you need to reach out to me. If I can support you in any way whatsoever, please feel free to reach out. Make sure you join our Rockstar Creatives Facebook group. We will continue the conversation over there weekly. So thanks for joining us. Please leave a review, subscribe if you can, and never miss an episode. We hope to see you back here again next week. Thanks, my friend. Have a great week.